Good morning. Most people non-consciously live in prison. I say non-consciously because walls and bars sneak up on them. These people walk down well-trod roads. They train themselves to be conventional. They surround themselves with people who think as they think, say as they say, and do as they do. They live in a stereotypical pattern. Each day they do the same things the same way. They belong to popular groups, form like certain customs, dress like others, eat like others, follow the same styles. They refuse to step out of character. To do so is to permit themselves to be talked about. Then comes the day for no common reason seemingly that they are impelled or pushed to unlock the doors of their prison cells. They step forth into the brilliant sunlight of desire to be a chiropractor. Possibly without rhyme or reason, their life was saved by it, and this gave them a needed and needle uh, reason. This opened up a new world uh, and action. It stepped them out of a groove and rut. Eventually, these students seeking a school cast those shackles, arrive at a type of chiropractic school, only to find there is little difference between in its medical teachings from that which they have been taught from babyhood on up. Perhaps they are taught indiscriminate punches in the back without giving reason. They find little new to oppose, little old to give up. Most of it easily swallowed and delightfully tasty because it agrees with almost everything they already know. They graduate, come forth thinking they are chiropractors, and what they've been taught will work. Given time, they are really disappointed it won't work because it wasn't chiropractic they were taught. They now face two alternatives, keep on the medical road and leave nowhere, or go where chiropractic is taught and get it. They now face a series of hurdles. Can they accept the new teachings or will they reject them? A few accept them and go on from there, become true chiropractors and professionals proud of them. But many reject it and try to assimilate a little new and much old, try to mix medical oil with chiropractic water. They resent some of the new and permit the invasion of much that is old. They argue for and try to support yesterday and wonder why there should be any difference. They think they can practice, they, they think they can think medicine and practice chiropractic. Some students unlock the door of their prison, come forth, walk into the highway, and refuse to turn back. Others padlock the key to their hands, take a glimpse of the sunlight, and because it is so bright and demands so much in return, they walk back into the darkness and again lock the door and throw the key away. So which student are you? Right? That's the question. Which student are you? I mean, you're going to unlock the door and walk into the sunlight, walk into that brilliant light, or are you going to stay in the shadows? and do what everybody else does, because it's easier. It sure is easier to do what everybody else does. It sure is simpler, it's a lot less heartache, it's a lot less thought, you just kind of plod along, I'll just do what everybody else does, and say what everybody else says, and just walk through life like this, right? And that's what most people are doing, they, they follow their commercials on TV, so what should I eat? Well, what was the commercial telling me I should eat? That's what I should eat, right? Like, why do you think Kellogg's Corn Flakes, Sugar Frosted Flakes, is right here? Why is that? Why is it at this high? Why isn't it this high? Or this high? Why is it this high? What is, is the height for a child sitting in a shopping cart? That's why. You think that that's by accident? That Sugar Frosted Flakes and Fruit Fruit Loops and Cocoa Puffs, all this stuff, is that high? You think that's an accident? No, that's, that's, that's control. That's called mind control, right? Most people out there are like this. Mm, mm. And they just walk through the store, pick this up, pick this up. I'll just get what I've already gotten because that's what I've always done before. Right? But people come into your office like last week I had a new patient come along, this little girl, beautiful little girl, <coughs> had speech issues. Did I tell you about this girl with speech issues? No, okay. Beautiful little girl with speech issues. God, she's she was so I was this girl is a little light. 
She's a light. She's a shining light. Even though she's got some speech problems, this girl is eight years old, just bright and gregarious. And she walks in. We're doing a photo flight. She walks in. And she looks over there, and there's a spine hanging here from the spine stand. She's like, oh, is that the spine? And like nobody has ever said that ever. 25 years of practice with that kind of like enthusiasm. And I didn't even mention. I didn't say this was mine. You know. She just said, oh, is that the spine? I said, yes. She said, she was just like, and, she, and I, I picked it up and said, would you like to hold it? She said, I can hold the spine. <laughs> she was so thrilled. I said to her mom, future paragraph. Yeah. <laughs> right so, <clears throat> but the way we do things in the office is if one person starts, how many people start? The whole family. All right, let me teach you chiropractic math. All right, old chiropractic math. One plus one plus one plus one. That's, this is old chiropractic math. This is how come people can't make a practice. One plus one plus one plus one. New chiropractic math. One equals five. That's chiropractic math. So for every person who comes in your office, you get the whole family. Right? So one doesn't equal one plus one doesn't equal two. One equals five. Right? So now the whole family comes in. And we examine the whole family last Wednesday night. So the rest of them. So we have one of them, we examine four of them, and the interns go two interns here, and every examine. So we had the whole family done in one hour. So then they came back last night, and the father's in the chiropractor's all his life, very fit, active guy, said what to me? I've never, I've never what? What do you think he said? He's excited, he's happy. I've never heard this stuff before. He's been to umpteen chiropractors. I've never heard this stuff before. How is that possible? It's because most people, like BJ said in that pamphlet, most people who become chiropractors, they shock themselves, they go into the darkness, and they say what's always been said because it's easy and it's simple, and they don't have to confront any fears of their own, and they don't have to go into the sunlight. You know, we're so afraid of our brilliance, we're so afraid of our light, that we'd rather sit in our own darkness. I'm telling you to unshackle yourselves, right? Get out of the prison that's in your head, because only then can we truly serve the people. Because this is not about you. Right? I didn't get excited for myself that this family is now in the care. Right? I got excited for them. So they got that first adjustment. I called them up last night. Because I always call up. And what do I what do you say when you call up someone after their first visit? What's what's your question on the call? Very good. Very good. How's your experience? It is not how are you feeling? It is not how did you like your first adjustment, right? That's not what you ask, because you don't want to set up a pain-based system. So how's your experience? Did you have a good time? Any questions? He's like, Dr. Rubin, my girls love you. My wife, is she's never adjusted before. My wife is so excited to get out of the care. She sees what you saw. She, you, the way you explain it is so clear to her. She is so excited to start this because she, she's always wanted to get healthier, and now this is her. She feels like this is her entry into getting healthier. And for me, I, I just thank you for for spending the time with my kids. The, the three of the oh, they were just the loveliest kids, and we just spent a lot of time just laughing. And they're telling me about this and this, and I'm giving them this spine and the hip bones, and just all kinds of playing with them. 
education-wise. Just I really appreciate you spend that kind of time with my girls because that means a lot to them. And they really appreciate that. And I said, I'm telling you, one of your girls became a chiropractor. I'm teaching her in like 20 years. I go over and see it now. He's like, hey, I can see it too. She's really smart. She likes the sciences and stuff. But I didn't do that for me, right? This isn't about me and making more money or putting another, you know, tick on the total pole of how many families we're seeing. That's unimportant, right? This is about them. It's about serving. Like, it, there's a, a great saying that Dr. Sid used to always say, and it says, serve for the sake of serving without the thought of return. Without the thought of return. Right? It means become detached. I am detached from the result. I am detached whether or not they give back. I am detached. I just make it, I, whether they pay or not pay, that's not my thing. That's front desk thing. Do you understand that? It's not me. I'm not the one asking for payment. That's why you always have to have a CA, by the way, in your office. You never do this by yourself. I don't care what practice management people say or what computer people say. Oh, you can use this without a CA. Don't! Because you want to separate yourself, right? You've got the business hand and the chiropractic hand. You can't have them in the same hand. You can't be taking the money and then telling them the story at the same time. It doesn't work. So it doesn't matter to me what they're paying, how they're paying. I don't care. That's not important to me. What's important to me is the service, because I'm not doing it for me, I'm doing it for them, and I'm doing it for a higher reason. <laughs> Whatever reason you want to connect to. And that's the prison that most people are afraid to break out of, right? They're so afraid to, to say, I can do that, I have that possibility, I can create the practice of my dreams, I can live to my full potential, and the answer is yes. And you might say to yourself, well, but you don't know where I came from, you know? I came from this background and this thing and this, I had all these problems growing up and I had no money and I still have no money. You know what? We all can talk about stories. But look at people like Oprah, right? Abused as a child and orphaned and all this stuff. And look at her now, probably one of the richest people in the world. So don't tell me that circumstances alone dictate where you're going to end up. Sure, they're tough circumstances. Absolutely, all of us have tough stuff. All of us have baggage that we're pulling around like this. Right? We can get past that baggage. We have to go into the sunlight. Right? We have to recognize our brilliance and walk into that brilliance. Otherwise, we are prisoners like this in the back. And then we wonder a couple years after we graduate, how come we're not happy? It's because you're not letting yourself go. You've got to let yourself go. We all started from humble beginnings. Right? All of us, none of us in this room, when we were born, could walk or talk or do anything. Right? We were completely helpless. To get here, to this stage, 20, 30 years later, you have to do a tremendous amount of stuff to get here. But it doesn't stop here, right? This isn't your last effort. This is the next effort in your evolution, in your journey. And I believe in you. I know what you guys are capable of. And because what happens is every one of these classes of 80 or 100 students, whatever, I watch them. I watch them graduate, and I see the shining stars, and I know there's so many shining stars in there. And the shining stars aren't necessarily the straight-A students. Right? So any of you, all of you, could be the shining star. But you've got to unshock yourself. Right? You've got to get yourself out of prison. And it doesn't have to be pediatrics like I talked about. It could be whatever you want. You don't want to do family, you want to do sports, go ahead. Fully for you. Whatever it is you want to do. Just unshackle yourself and get excited about it. And get excited about it now. 
right? But I'll uh, wait, I'm going to hold my excitement until I graduate. Well, what are you gonna, how are you going to get it then? When you got bills to pay, student loans that are due, that's hard to suddenly get excited at that time. I suggest you get excited now, right? I got boards, I got OSCEs, I got finals. You're always going to have stuff, man. Stuff's just going to change. Well, I won't have any more tests. You'll have tests every day instead, right? Every day is going to be a test. Yeah, you won't have a national board to take anymore. Yeah, you won't have an OSCE to take anymore. But there's all kinds of tests, all kinds of traps, all kinds of things to try to lure you and trick you and whatever. And it's up to you to decide right now, this is the life I want to lead. And I'm going to unshackle myself. I'm going to free myself. And isn't it better to do it now than to wait until you're two, three, five, ten years in practice and say, darn, I should have done this a long time ago. And look at this really cool thing. I just had discovered these. I knew that Dr. that BJ had done this, but I didn't realize that they were out in print. So you can actually get BJ Palmer pamphlets. Like you don't want to spend 60 bucks on a green book, right? But you want to get pamphlets, you can get pamphlets like this. I have this, I was speaking to Sherman a couple weeks ago for the ICPA, and I happened to see this. So this is a, and there's like 20, 30 different pamphlets that you can get, not just from Sherman, but from all over. So if you want to start getting yourself dipped into DJ, but don't want to actually spend the 60 bucks for a biggest appeal within, then get some pamphlets like this one, In Addition to Star of History. Right? It's a great way to start your study of DJ. All right, so here we go, your clickers. <laughs>